Hey there, it's Matt. Welcome to the Food Under Fire podcast, where we explore grace and resilience in the food system. If you've been with me before, you can obviously tell that I switched up the theme music. To be completely honest with you, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to model this program. Should I be realistic and paint a picture of dark times for the industry? Or should I go forward with blind optimism and start with something a bit more upbeat? I have no idea, so maybe at this point you'll hear a new theme song every week. (laughs) Who knows? As for today's episode, it got me thinking about what this pandemic has done for relationships. Are you in a relationship right now? How's it going? Perhaps you've had a relationship end during the pandemic, or you've had a new one begin. I actually haven't talked to many people about this topic, so it's hard for me to make inferences, but I feel like COVID-19 either makes couples stronger or revealed that they just weren't meant to be. But it sure as hell is a good test, isn't it? If you're dating someone, if you're married, or anything else in between, I feel like your ability to courageously withstand this time with that person is a good sign, right? So here's to 2021 being easy in comparison. That is, unless we face a zombie apocalypse. Knock on wood. Before we get into today's episode, be sure to follow the podcast on the official Instagram page, which you can now find at Food Under Fire Pod. You can find it on Facebook as well under the same name. Keep in mind that I recently launched a Patreon for the podcast. Patreon is a service where, for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content and even merch. It's optional, but if you're interested, visit patreon.com slash foodunderfire. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash food under fire. Find the link in the description as well. And of course, if you enjoy the show, consider subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You could also share with a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks. It's one thing to open a food business in 2020, but how about opening a food business and getting married? That's the story of Ben and Gabby Spangler. Well, the extremely abridged story. The couple runs the Baby Zito ice cream shop in Minneapolis. Ben comes from a storied background in food. As a boy, he was always messing around in the kitchen. That never changed when he grew up. He's been all over the place, lots of experience with ice cream creation, but also chef and pastry jobs around the Twin Cities. It's hard to deny his talent with ice cream though. He was once on a Food Network show called King of Cones, and John Harrison called his ice cream perfect. For context, John Harrison is one of the world's most coveted taste testers. He invented the cookies and cream flavor, and his taste buds have been insured for a million dollars. One source said that he's sampled nearly 200 million gallons of ice cream in his decades-long career. So yeah, you get the point. Ben makes damn good ice cream. Baby Zito has a product that tastes delicious, yeah, but everything is presented with whimsy and charm. 
This is evident if you walk into their shop at 704 West 22nd Street in the uptown neighborhood of Minneapolis. And you can thank Gabby for that. She comes from an interior design background and it shows when you walk in. Playful color palettes, cute decorations, and neon signs. Also, Gabby's heritage influences their ice cream flavors. Her mother is a Brazilian immigrant and her father spent many of his formative years in Brazil. So yeah, Ben and Gabby meet, fall in love, and Bebezito was born years later. They got engaged on October 28, 2019, and they planned for a March opening in the next year. And we all know how March went. Getting the shop off the ground was tough. After such a tumultuous spring, they hit delay after delay. Finally, on July 3rd, they opened. Since then, they have been churning out dynamic flavors like gochujang brownie, mushroom pecan, apple pie, and peanut butter puppy chow. Recently, they started doing burgers. And so that brings us to today. Things might look fun and rosy on their beautiful Instagram page, but how are things really going? How are they handling this business together? How are they handling marriage? As human beings in general, how are they handling the pandemic? I wanted to check on all this and more, so I drove to their shop to chat. I got there at 8.30 a.m. and waited for them to arrive. All of a sudden, I see a heavily tattooed man and a well-dressed woman walk out of the store and set out chairs in front. You're Ben? Yeah, I'm Ben. Nice to meet you, I'm Matt. Matt, nice to meet you. Yeah. So, uh, we're just running a little... That's fine. ...small business bomb in the morning. Yeah. Did something happen, or...? Uh, nothing the bad. Just, there's always something. Of course there is. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> how are you, Gabby? Good, how are you? Good. Good, yeah. As usual, I took some time to set up as they got everything running. Before we get going, though, a quick disclaimer. I noticed that they had a freezer full of pints in the corner of their shop. It was running on and off throughout our conversation, and it was pretty loud in the original mix. I did my best to cut it out, but as a result, the sound quality suffered a bit. Kind of sounds like a Zoom call. I promise, though, you'll get used to it, and honestly, the conversation is worth hearing. Still, I apologize if it bugs you. Anyways, once I tested their audio levels and set up the camera, we began. It started with a conversation about their wedding. I feel like the course of everything that happened this year was very much a reaction of, what are we going to do today? Yeah. Including our wedding. Yeah, that was a, a Monday. On a Monday, we decided we were going to get married by Wednesday, right? No, Thursday. We Thursday. waited. We wait, We were good. We waited till Thursday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so we... Uh, might sound crazy, but we, we knew we wanted to get married, and we knew we wanted to have, a like, a big wedding, and that's not a thing now. So, like, we were just like, all right, well, we're in this. This is our shop, and, like, and we already wanted to like get married like within the year and then right. once we're just like if we don't do it now it's just like when is, when is it going to happen right waiting around for like the idea of what you know people traditionally do for a wedding here i mean 
we'll be lucky if we can get groups together next year. Yeah. Yeah, so we just, oh, like, it was, like, probably 15, 15-ish people, 20, maybe 20 with the people in the back, but that was about it. Like, not all in here. It was literally just out front. It was just the smallest wedding you could do. We, we Out pushed, front here? Yeah, yeah, we put the chairs out out of the way. We blocked it off. Sorry to everyone who wanted liquor or coffee. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just had our wedding right in front of our doors. I proposed. Yeah, right there. You so. proposed to me at those doors, so <laughs> that's where we got married too. Seemed appropriate. <laughs> Crazy, uh, but so the the concept of time. I mean, everyone's perception is so off. Has the did that feel like just yesterday, or did that does that feel like eons ago? I mean, both, both right? Yeah. yeah, I would say both for sure. Yeah, it. Yeah, I I don't even remember. I really don't know what the concept of time. It's just like it got cold, and that's the only thing that has changed. Yeah. It's just been like this blur. Yeah, yeah. And I think just like looking back already and even just kind of thinking about the amount of growing that has happened just since then, it just feels like years and years and yeah. years and years. Yeah, there's that too. But then I also feel like we blinked and now we're here. So there's the perception of time, but then there's also the perception of your work, which... I mean, do you even see this as a job? I see this as what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, so I like I don't. I'm never like, oh, gotta work today. I'm just right. Like, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. we we wake up we're like, what are we gonna make better today? Yeah. Gabby's it's, always like, what are we gonna make better? And yeah, it's never like you wake up and you have that. It it you'll have hard days, but you wake up and it's not like that dreaded feeling like I don't want to go into work today. It's definitely more of a, okay, here are our problems. Here's our mountain to climb today. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to climb it? Where it just like, it's not an option to quit. Yeah. And we never see it as an option to quit. And it, yeah, I, I, I think that describes it really well. Cause like once, once you make, once we made that switch in our brain, like there's no option to quit, like you get through everything. And actually, that was something that I was going to ask you guys. Along this process, did an inkling of that urge ever come up at all? I mean, honestly, did it ever yeah. at all? Or has it always been, nope, this is we what we do? We cry a lot. Yeah, a lot of crying. There's a lot of crying. A lot of crying. But I, but I just don't, there's, I, not once have I seriously wanted to quit. Yeah, if, if I've ever been like, I want to quit, it's like, it's because it's like 3 a.m. and like I'm finishing making ice cream. And usually I've had probably spilt something. <laughs> and then I'm like, I just want to go to home. <laughs> and even then I'm like, I just want to, like, like even then I'm just like, all right, I always get through it. But even then I'm, I'm just like, I'll just, I'll just go home and wake up. Yeah. Like, that's enough for me. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, anytime it gets hard, we just always remind each other how much this is not about just us anymore. You're going through it together. I mean, how is this, how has this been for your relationship? I mean, I mean I'm sure it's yeah. just, it's, I'm sure it's been quite a ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been interesting navigating just like a new marriage in general. Yeah. Which is like already kind of, you know, in a way challenging for most people. But then this like business owning and then the pandemic, it's just, it's the best thing, and it's also the it's hardest so thing. Hard. So yeah, but like who we were like last yeah. September, we would just push them over. Yeah, we would just be like, "I'm yeah, 2019, Ben and Gabby, yeah, get out of the way." Like, yeah, like it's 
yeah it's been a very i'll just it's a very growing physically and emotionally yes year and i'd say i'm so thankful and grateful that we're going through this together where you know if there's a day that one of us is just done the other one kind of picks up the slack for each other which is a really awesome dynamic yeah that's that's really great yeah yeah, there'll definitely moments where I'm just like, like those moments I said when I, it's like 3 a.m. and then I'm getting home at like 4 and then I'm just exhausted in every which way. And then like Gabby will just come up and just bear hug me and just be like, just breathe with me. And then just, they'll like calm me down. And we do that for each other. So I think that's the one thing that I think is making a lot of this possible is just the fact that it's two people that think pretty much very, like I think we think the same when it comes to business decisions, when it comes to what needs to be done and everything. So it's just like one extra strong person. Yeah. In, in terms of growth, I think there's a lot of awesome things happening here. Not only here, but for everyone, hopefully, yeah. I would like to think. Yeah. Because not only are you two growing as individuals, you're growing as a couple, and you're also growing as business owners too. And I, I think COVID has forced all of us to really double down on our growth process. And I feel like whatever the other side looks like, we're gonna be better off on the other side. Oh, Cause definitely. I mean, just imagine who you would have been if COVID wouldn't have happened. Like if I think about myself and who I was back in January and February, it's almost like a different person entirely. Oh, totally. totally. Yeah. And I think that's like, we joke about it, but we're just like, well, we're going through all the really, really hard stuff now. So <laughs> on the other side of this, it's, it's gonna still be hard, but at the same time, it's not, I think it'll be emotionally less hard Yeah. on the other side. Yeah. I think it'll just be like little of that and just physically hard. I, I just feel like I just I can't see next year being more emotionally difficult than this year. <laughs> yeah. Like I just can't like I like would. Yeah, I don't know. Well, then with that with that being said, imagine the growth that you'll be able to experience next year then because yeah. you guys got through this everything. Not that it's going to be easy, but yeah. it's just in comparison. It's just going right. to be come on. Yeah. Yeah. When versus when you're like, like a year, if it had been like a year or two ago, I'm like, oh, we got just got to make a special, get, you know, get people in, make sure this right. is staff, this is staff. Like that, I, I, if we could just do that. Yeah. Holy. Oh my God. Oh you guys would God. kill it like crazy. <laughs> That'd be so nice. Oh man. Imagine a world where the, the hardest thing we have to do is think about like, oh, what's our advertising going to be for this new oh flavor God. that's coming out? And how are we going to make a schedule? I just, Wow. I didn't even think of that until right now. It's like making me emotional. <laughs> well, I think I think that getting to that point is going to be really awesome for you guys because you're going to be probably shocked as to how just intuitive everything is. And then once you double down on that and get better at that, then you can expand into new ways of thinking and new ways of approaching the business. Just like, oh, advertising is advertising scheduling. That's like second nature. We've been there, done that, whatever. Now what else can we do? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's been hard, but it's also just been one of, it's made us this strong. Right. Like, I don't think people get it. Like, everyone, like, looks at us like, oh, wow, look at what you're doing. And we're like, no, you don't get it. Like, there's no team of people. There's no, there's, there's, there's big, big, big businesses that reach out to us like, 
your your marketing is so strong. It's like cool. I do that when I'm like about to pass out, or Gabby does that when we're about to pass out in bed, and then I take photos with my broken camera downstairs. <laughs> and then if it doesn't work, I just Photoshop it because that's actually what I'm good at. I'm not good <laughs> at these photos. I'm good at making them look like they're good photos. <laughs> right, which is such a hilarious commentary and just. The, the culture of facade that we live in. Just yes. like, oh, it looks so good. You guys must have everything so put together. Like when I look at your Instagram, I think, wow, these guys have their shit together for sure. Like they <laughs> they must have like a marketing team or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, nope. You're looking at yeah, it. Yeah, you're looking at it. And we're, you're looking at it. And then everyone's just like, so what's the key to being really good at Instagram? And what's the key to, you know, just it's so funny. I just love it. I'm like. The key is you just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My I, I do the best on Instagram. Gabby's just like when I get tired. Because I'm just like, I don't care. I'm this is what I'm, this is what I feel like today. Take that. <laughs> like Todd4893. Like, cause we get a lot of like mentions and posts, so like I literally every every night when we get home, like it's we, so, we tag so team them. And it's fun. like it's such it's the funnest part. And it's it's kind of how we end cap the day, actually. Yeah. That's our nightcap. That's our nightcap. <laughs> well, it's, it's like because like we're always working and, and it's and it's always like running around. So like we only get a few days in here to see all these reactions. So like when we when we see the stuff online, it really is actually really really fulfilling. Oh, for sure. To like and also like no one's gonna just with the nature of everything going on. Like people kind of want to go in and out and be done, but knowing like reading what someone said about it and you know seeing the picture seeing like what the other half of their face looks like with their eyes <laughs> yeah you, you don't see, get that anymore yeah we don't see smiles yeah i know it's kind of depressing <laughs> yeah how do am i supposed to know if i made the ice cream right, <laughs> right. like you can't like like that was the best part about like when doing the pop-ups i would literally like i just called it like gathering info like yeah i'm selling ice cream but really i'm just like I'll like we'll study you'll study people's faces. They're yeah. like and when they eat they're like, "Oh, sh- that, I don't that, like it." That's too much that. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> and like you get this immediate feedback. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very and then you can't sample. It's just like a whole different thing where everything is so much more just like shooting off the hip. Like trying to figure stuff out without some of the tools that we had before. Right. But shooting from the hip, I feel, really, you know, encourages innovation. Yeah. I mean, let's try this. Let's see if this works. And it works really well. And you're like, okay, awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely made our brains evolve into, like, how do we, like, Gabby always puts it, like, how do we bring the magic home to the to the guest? So we always, that's, like, one of the things we always talk about and think about just to try to get, like, because if it can't, like, if they're not going to have that here, like, how do we convey that feeling when they leave the building? Well, speaking of values and philosophy type stuff like that, what what is then your your why that really keeps you going with all this stuff? The baseline philosophy that just that you kind of operate off of. I mean, there's a lot of things, but I think especially now more than ever, like we always wanted to do this because we know like this is the one thing that makes a lot of people happy. Like food is love in general. But ice cream and dessert and these things that you treat yourself with, like you have ice cream on a bad day or you have ice cream on the best day. And I would say 
that has only been amplified by like a thousand during all of this. And like, I wake up every day because I know there are some people that come here every day because this is the one thing that they treat themselves to after like a long day of work or after, you know, a long day of studying or for some people, like, we're their best friends because they are just like a very solitary people. And so it's all about that, at least for me, like just knowing that for some people this is home or like happiness or, you know, just like an escape. And we already knew that that's what we wanted to do before it even opened. And now it's just like, people really, really need it. Yeah, I mean, exactly that. Like, we just want to make people happy and just make them feel loved through what we do. And I think when all the different waves of stuff that's happened, <clears throat> I think we, yeah, I think we just have more of a, like, an actual duty, which may sound kind of weird. Like, I will wake up and just shoot out of bed and just, like, I, like, we got to get this done. Like, it's, there's not a lot of stuff open and there's not a lot of stuff making people smile right now. Yeah, I can, I can totally get that. And Gabby, I think even your answer specifically, I find interesting because it's your value and your purpose, your philosophy right now, it's directly tied to, or at least indirectly tied to COVID-19, which is really interesting. It's not even, this is what we do. It's now, this is what we do in spite of COVID-19 just yeah. to help people out. Right. right. And I, I, I certainly can relate to that. Just the kind of work that I was doing before this and now doing this because of the pandemic and having that sense of duty tied to what is going on right now. Yeah, for sure. I think like, if anything, during these times, people are figuring out like, is what I'm doing and waking up for every day worth it or like adding to something? Or should I be reassessing that? And I, because there are so many friends and family that we have now that are just like, I don't know what to do. My whole life has changed around. And we luckily had that moment, I think a year and a half before all of this. And it just kind of, like it just amplifies what we're doing so much more. And I feel like that same sentiment is definitely gonna come in waves for everyone right now, which is like the one thing that I'm so, so, optimistic about is I sincerely believe so many people are going to come out of this like having had the time to reflect having had the time to like assess everything that's going on and I sincerely believe like people are going to come out of this like wanting to do the do something better for the world mm -hmm. in their own way you said you made that shift a few years ago what do you mean by that when Ben and I had met I all even before we were dating or whatever i had wanted to design like to take my design degree and apply it to the hospitality business in general and become much more of someone that designs experiences rather than just like a, a room yeah and with ben i mean you can kind of talk more about like where your shift was but it was like as soon as we met each other it was like oh the two puzzle pieces of what we want to do just fit together perfectly 
you're no you're no stranger to like the world of desserts and sweets, right? It's oh no, I, I've 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 been in the food for a while. I've I've I, I grew up in it. Uh, my my mom wants pastry. My dad was savory. I've been in a kitchen. I've been touching food since I, like babysitting in a kitchen. Like that's where that's where the babysitter was. <laughs> right. I'd sit in the freezer and eat ice cream, <laughs> and then working in the food industry and then being in kitchens. Uh, yeah, I've been, been a chef. I was an executive chef before this at a hotel restaurant, and then before that, I did baking and pastry. Like I've, I've flip flop between both, so I, I've 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 always done this, and I think like the the more and more like that we talked about this, the more and more it became clear what we wanted to do that year and a half ago. Yeah, and like and then it just kept getting chiseled down and chiseled down and chiseled down to like what. What, what we want it to be and and i don't know like we have made that switch but i feel like every every month that goes by we even like fine-tune it even more and right it's just kind of like that process is what's led us right to what we have now right and i think both of us had like met each other at a point where we were asking ourselves like what is our why and what what do we want to do with our lives like just those big existential like huge questions and I think just the fact that we met each other right at that time and it kind of we could answer it together yeah it was it clicked so fast yeah we actually we both met when we were unemployed so <laughs> really yeah, yeah it was great we had a whole summer to just hang out yeah, yeah. it was a great summer. it's like I was like oh yeah this is what dating in high school is like <laughs> yeah. you just hang out all the time <laughs> all the time yeah and it was great and like I mean, that's, that's how, like, we, I don't know, grew a lot, def- like, figured out what we wanted in life. And, like, and the, this all started with just, like, the smallest sentence. Which one? Oh, you know. This, yeah, this which sentence? This may sound like a... No, this is a bad idea, yeah, but <laughs> what about, and then... Yeah, and then, like, when she said that, it just started clicking. And they were like, and we were like, all right, well, we'll, we'll come up with a name. And then grab a name. And like, all right, well, we'll ask these people to draw us a thing. And then, like, we, we get, like, all these different logos and stuff. And we're like, none of them look right. And then all of a sudden, we saw one. Yes. And then it was, like, when, you, when you're picking out your dog or whatever, it just, that's the one. That's our, that's our baby. That's our baby. <laughs> and we, we just knew. And then, like, there was just all these moments of stuff like that that kind of just put us here. And now there's moments like that right now, like, like sending us that way. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's a lot of... It's so weird and crazy. It's just a lot of stuff that just falls into place, and you know it's... I don't know. It's very serendipity. Yeah. Serendipity. Serendipity, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I think when you find out what you're kind of meant to do with who, like, it is serendipity. Like, you just kind of... Like, I feel like I'm following the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not. I'm just like, oh, oh, I got to do this today. Well, and and I'm not trying to discount what you do, but in a way, it should feel effortless, too. It's just like the natural flow of what you need to do. Yeah. It's not like you're waking up every day forcing yourself to do this thing that you just, God, I just do not want to do this today. But it's just every day you do it, and you just do it, and you do it, and you do it, and it almost becomes like an effortless thing. Yes. It's just when you kind of fall into, well, not fall into, but when you kind of, when you end up doing what you know that you were supposed to be doing all along, 
like nothing is contrived, nothing is forced. And that's kind of what I really love about what we've been doing is people walk in and they, they have met us. Like every single thing is just like a little bit of a love letter to something or someone or, you know, an experience we had. It's like, yeah, everything in here is just like a little thing to relate to. Yeah, like whenever some, I don't know, whenever if anyone ever brings up the idea of something else or whatever, it's just like, well, this is us and we just need an, ex- I don't know. It's, I mean, you texted me yesterday and you're like, I'm in the shop, but I feel like, what, what was it that you said? I said, I'm sitting in the shop and I feel like I'm sitting next to you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Miss you. And Miss you. Was- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, so what about future aspirations? Is that constantly in your mind? Or are you just kind of in a, not to make it sound bad, but are you kind of just like in a survival mode where, okay, let's just grow things little by little, day by day, just figure things out. Or are you constantly thinking about what this could be years down the line? It's a mix of both. 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 I think if you're not looking ahead, then you get very stuck in like the melancholy and sadness of right now. But at the same time, I feel more than anything like a duty to our employees. Like the fact that we have employees and these are all employees that were laid off in the restaurant industry is like, and they're all being supported. Like that is something I'm so proud of, like that we can support some people right now. And I feel like that just drives us to have more and more of a duty to help out this industry right now that is hurting so badly. And like to give some semblance of whatever kind of stability we can offer to people. Like it's weird because we opened up after everyone laid off, laid everyone off. That's so crazy. we hired people after everyone was laid off the first round. So oh. every single person that is our employee was laid off or whatever oh. from the first wave of the pandemic. Yeah, that's that's certainly really special. It's kind of giving them a second win and a second chance and being this bastion of hope for people in the industry because I mean, it's a very confusing time to be in this industry right now. And to offer just that glimmer of hope, like, hey, you lost your job, but I think this opportunity will work out for you. You should come with us. Yeah. And that's really awesome. Yeah. And I think that's like the reason we look look ahead every day because we want to be able to do that for as many people as possible. And like I personally, and I think Ben does too, like I see my legacy as, being able to put food on the table for someone else and like being able to offer some semblance of financial stability or whatever and give them an environment that they feel like comfortable and happy yeah comfortable happy taken care of heard and heard yeah so i think that's the biggest thing of like okay how are we going to grow because i want to have as many people taken care of as possible and that's always been something that we've talked about is like this is our way of creating some semblance of like financial stability to be able to help other people. And just, I, I mean, and just to create like a, a, a positive environment, yeah. it really is, is so big to us. So just like having, cause there's so many places I've worked where you're just like, wow, these people are just jerks. Yeah. So then when like, when we were kind of, when I'm talking to the managers, I was like, we get to dictate what happens. We get to be this positive place. Like, we don't have to do that anymore. And, like, to be able to offer that is just probably one of the 
best parts of just like yeah. being in here and staffing and the one the last thing I want to bring up and I, I have to bring this up because I'd regret it if I didn't. So being the type of person that I am doing some research on you guys and I go into a wormhole because okay. I found <laughs> something on your Kickstarter that fascinated me to no end and it kept me up so freaking late last <laughs> night. And it's this idea that you built the shop around this idea of this Portuguese word from Brazil, saudade. Yeah. And, and, it, and I, I was like, I seriously, I swear to God I was doing research on this because I'm really into Brazilian culture, mostly the music. I'm so obsessed with Brazilian music. So I was yeah. like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to look into this and rabbit hole, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I thought it was a really interesting word. It can't be translated directly in English, it seems. But the best way to do it is to describe this feeling of like, n like nostalgia or something is missing and also knowing that it can't ever be taken back again yeah. but also not being super sad about it and understanding it it's just this like multifaceted word that i think is super fascinating and you guys wrote on your page on your kickstarter that you kind of started this shop around that idea because a lot of these flavors you wanted to use as like portals for people to go through to go back in their childhood and revisit it yeah but now that the use of that word and how it applies to your shop has changed because now you are not just providing a portal into someone's childhood but you're providing a portal into the normalcy that once was right that everyone misses oh, and everyone God. knows will never be back again in the same way because yes. i mean we're just the reality is we're just gonna have echoes of coronavirus for years to come right so the post the pre-coronavirus world will never have back again truly so i just i, I thought that was really interesting how that saudade uh word applied to your former you know your former model but now it applies to your current model and probably even more so. Yes. That's my one of my favorite words because it's just like so everyone feels it. But then it's like describing that feeling of saudade is just as soon as you tell someone about it, they're just like, wait a second. Yeah, you're right. You're describing a feeling that there is just like no translation for. And at the same time, everyone has it to some extent. I think I always have it with like, cultural ties of being somewhere or being a part of something that I don't know that I don't get to I don't live in Brazil but at the same time it's with me all the time you've got you know your memories and every it's just and now I don't know it's just the coolest word I'm glad that you picked up on that yeah you looked over at me immediately when you said it I'm just really happy you found that word yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, then I stumbled, like, you guys got to check this out. Maybe you've seen it before. But there's a whole NPR article and uh, kind of like a podcast episode about that word. Oh, I got to listen And it's to all that. about how saudade is expressed in Brazilian music. And yeah. I was just like, I was freaking out because, like, I, I, I have been through many phases with that stuff. Look up Jorge Ben Forza Bruta. It's one of the greatest Brazilian albums of all time. Yeah. I have... I'm such a nerd. I have an original copy of it from 1970 for my record player. Anyways, let's not go. Let's not go there. Yes, you're but, way cooler now. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of wanted to end with that because I, I just I think it's interesting how that word applies to you folks now more than ever, and how it's just one of those feelings that everyone can relate to. But the the most again the most fascinating thing about that word, and it's what I heard them talk about on this podcast that I was listening to, is like. It's not necessarily that you're even sad about the fact that those times are gone and you won't see them again. You kind of just accept it. Yeah. Like it's not 
it's it's not that you're sad that you can't go to Brazil as often as you like or like be with your culture as much as you like. Right. You just have that feeling of, oh man, I'm missing out on that, but it's okay. Right. And I think that it's like, it's that feeling is really what gets like Brazilian culture and, and a lot of other cultures to just appreciate like happy moments that much more. And I don't know, it's, there's something about, I don't know, there's something about being Brazilian that has always made me just like, I, every Brazilian you meet will love you, will <laughs> greet you with kisses and hugs. Like COVID is really, really hard for Brazilians. <laughs> Like, my mom is just like, I don't know what to do. I can't hug people and kiss people, and it's just really weird. Um, But there's just, like, this overabundance of joy that makes me so happy to be who I am, and I think that's something that you have as well and your family has that has made it everything just so much more, I don't know. We just choose joy all the time. I mean, it, it sums up, I mean, I think you said it really well, like, yeah. just, you know, just like when you, when you made that comparison, I was like, these are portals into like flavors of your past, but now that this, I would say the flavors are like what is still nostalgic, but I would say the ice cream shop is nostalgic for pre-COVID, yeah. like I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, that's so smart. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, I gotta process this, <laughs> it is, like people still like this summer, like so many places, like people won't eat inside. I'm like, we we don't eat inside. Yeah. Like, um, and so like people would come here, and we just like the whole street would just like, I mean, everyone would be spread out. I saw people eating two blocks away, just sitting on the curb on our busiest days. Just like, people will, will still come get ice cream. So just to be this thing that reminds you of the past and just is very emotional, and I think. It really does sum up everything we, we want to do. Like, like it's crazy how just one word kind of summed up all of our mission. If you open a restaurant after this or during this, you got to name it Saudade. That'd be pretty cool. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's in the works already and I don't want to spoil anything. But anyways, it, it was, I think that's a good place to end. It was so good talking yeah. to both of you, Ben and Gabby, and I really appreciate that you let me have this opportunity. Because again, like I said earlier, precarious times. Doing stuff like this can be a little bit nerve-wracking or weird, but to have to be able to open up and have this dialogue with me, I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for doing what you do, too. It's super, super important, and we appreciate you giving voices to people in this industry right now that means more than you know yeah thanks for just having us on we really appreciate it absolutely my pleasure hey there thanks for sticking around I'll include all the information that you need to support Ben and Gabby in the description of this episode. As always, be sure to follow the podcast on the official Instagram page, which you can now find at Food Under Fire Pod. You can find it on Facebook as well under the same name. Remember that I now have a Patreon for the podcast. Patreon is a service where for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content and merch. It's optional, but if you're interested, visit patreon.com slash food under fire. 
That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash food under fire. Find the link in the description as well. And of course, if you enjoy the show, consider subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You could also share with a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Take care.